Nothing makes you say, boy, I feel a whole hell of a lot better than getting a contract extension. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. That's R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. Find me on Facebook, at least for now, until the censorship takes over and your boy gets kicked off because I really don't care what Facebook thinks. Oh, let's see here. What do we got? Oh, anybody care to donate? We do have Venmo, Dennis, and that is Dennis-Roy-14. And we have PayPal, which is RoyDog-13, just like the Instagram and Twitter. How are we doing today, everybody? It is Tuesday. It is the first day of September. And we do have... Uh, some stuff going on here in the National Football League. First and foremost, say, what do I say? Preluded, precluded, <sighs> hinted at uh, before uh, at the start of the show. God, I'm bumbling, rumbling, stumbling right now. Uh, Joe Mixon and the Cincinnati Bengals have agreed to a contract extension. It's a four-year, $48 million deal. Good deal there. That should get Mixon back on the field and not de- having to deal with these migraines that he's been having. Quote-unquote migraines. Uh, can't say the same with Alvin Kamara, who is, I guess, uh, sitting out of practice until he can get his contract extension. But uh, there's some sources that are saying that that's going to not be much of a factor for the beginning of the season. But if you listened to yesterday's pod uh, for the James James T. Kadich, uh do not draft list, Alvin Kamara was his number one pick. So it was no surprise that something was going to happen, happen with Alvin Kamara this season, and we got it right out of the gate. Oh, left tackle slash... Guard, I don't know where he's at. I'm hearing different sources on this one. Uh, Vikings and Riley Reif are finalizing a restructured deal to avoid him uh, leaving the team. Uh, Riley Reif, of course, if he was released from the Minnesota Vikings, would have made a, uh, for sure, decent addition to the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line, which is just... uh, big shit show right now um we should probably talk about that we have to talk about a lot of stuff with like the jets uh today so uh let's see here we do have 10 positive cases in nfl's latest covid19 testing data uh let's see if it actually says anybody nope 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 
So that was just came out today. Um, there are a few injuries, uh, concerns that we have here. Um, actually, we'll start in Miami because one, Devontae Parker, who has not been uh, practicing for the last week. Uh, so that is certainly going to start bringing down his ADP. I think, I think, I think. And we'll have new ADP charts and tier ranking charts on Friday night. Uh, just in time for any Saturday-Sunday drafts. Devontae Parker is currently a wide receiver three. He is number 26. Uh, 60, 62nd pick overall. So Devontae Parker is going to drop a little bit uh, for me. Uh, definitely is going to drop below uh, Tyler Boyd. Probably below T.Y. Hilton. My, uh Oh, I don't know if I can drop him below Michael Gallup or Will Fuller when healthy. That's kind of the problem. Maybe I'll just start moving some guys up. Maybe start moving like guys like Julian Edelman up. Stuff like that. Uh, Jets have some injuries. Uh, Jameson Crowder has leg tightness. Nothing big there, though. Uh, the big one is Brashad Perriman, who is wide receiver 50. Uh, pick 120 overall right now, according to the FFFC. Did I say FFFC or NFFC? I hope I said NFFC. Um, so, yeah, he's still dealing with, I believe it was a lower leg injury, if I'm not mistaken. So it's going to start moving him down below the rookies. Um, definitely not Jalen Rager, who um, we talked about a little bit yesterday. Um so both those guys are going to be dropping down here. Probably going to move up, actually. Uh, Mr. John Hightower, who is in Tier 10. I think I'm going to move him up a tier, and I might move him up above Elshon Jeffrey, I think, somewhere in there when I get there. So uh, fifth-round pick, he's actually having a really good camp. There's a lot of good talk about him. Chase Claypool's getting some good talk. Uh, hearing good things about uh, one Van Jefferson, uh, the rookie for the L.A. Rams. I told you about him back in April that I liked the spot because he is better than dog shit Josh Reynolds. So I'm probably going to end up moving Van Jefferson up above Josh Reynolds just because uh, I can. doesn't necessarily mean that you have to draft him or should draft him right out the gate. Uh, just be fully aware that... Uh, he may be a viable option later in the season, which we talked about. So everybody who wanted to give me props for Darren Waller last year, Van Jefferson is our guy that we're going to keep an eye on and get on before anybody else. So we'll keep paying attention to him. Chris Herndon at tight end for the Jets. Uh, he is nursing something. I uh, didn't really get into that. All I know is I've just been reading reports that he had, had left the field, came back, and then left uh, for the rest of practice. So that is your tight end 18. Uh, pick 146 overall. I don't think I'm really going to drop. I don't I don't think I'm going to drop him any lower. Just be kind of aware uh, that there is an injury concern. Um, he, I got to double-check this because he, he had an injury – right when he came back from suspension early last season that kept him out for the year. And I want to see if that's the same injury there. Um, 
We talked about Mr. Fournette yesterday, so we're good there. Uh, probably going to be moving Le'Veon Bell down a little bit, too. Um, I was a little concerned with that stupid Kalen Balaj trade, and even though Kalen Balaj is not um, anybody that we need to keep our eye on, um, them pulling in another running back does concern me. With Bell, we all know that Le'Veon and Coach Adam Gase have been button heads ever since. Ever since Le'Veon signed that contract, so going to have to keep paying attention to that. Uh, we talked a little bit about Devin Azigbo, who, according to Byron, Byron from uh, Roster Watch, he's actually the guy that we want to get a hold of. Uh, for a little bit of upside. So we will be moving Devin Azigbo up. I gotta find him. I had him in the oh maybe he is in tear desperation. I'll find him. I'll move him up. Oh yeah he is. Woo ooh he's below Quadri Allison. Um also too uh, according to Steve Renner from SI Fantasy um he actually likes Ty Montgomery to be the backup to uh, Alvin Kamara and not Latavius Murray. So probably going to end up moving Latavius Murray down. And we're going to move Ty Montgomery up. Although I'm only going to move Ty Montgomery up above the tier of desperation. So just pay attention to that. I'm not going to move Chris Thomas probably up hardly at all. Uh, just because I don't really care much for him anyways. I don't want you guys drafting him. Uh, Rickwell Armstead will get moved up a few spots here. Probably up... Uh, ooh, doo, 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 doo. we got to get him up. Probably right in the that stupid Jordan Howard... Uh, Sony Michelle, Matt Breida tier. That's probably right where I'm going to move him up. Um, Leonard Fournette to me right now is going to be a no draft, but apparently teams are going to wait until after waivers because then his contract cancels out because they don't want to pay him the $4 million to be a backup or a split carry back. So Fournette is going to drop. Um, Probably that same rough area, probably a little bit, probably right below Matt Breida and right ex in front of Alexander Madison. Um, we got to find him a landing spot. Uh, definitely if he lands with the Chargers. It sounds like Bears no, is going to be a no. Uh, Chargers is quite the possibility. Tampa Bay has been talked about. Um, uh, but Byron again said that this was on the radio of the Jeff Radcliffe show uh, this morning that uh, it's Ronald Jones's backfield. So um, not going to move him up. We can already have him in kind of that safe little tier five because there's no way I'm moving him. I'm not going to move him up by Mark Ingram, Cam Akers, and Raheem Mostert. I like them just a bit more. Um, Mark Ingram, I like especially. So, 
think we got all that covered, which is good. So maybe we just get into, let's take a look here, see if there's any other news that we need to be concerned about. I should actually look at transactions here. I didn't pull it up, so I do apologize because I should have had this up already, but I just kind of thought about it. Um, oh, okay, so Riley Rife did restructure the deal, so he is staying. That's assured now, okay. Um, Bucks... Uh, Speaking of Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay brought in uh, Ryan Suckup to battle with Matt Gay for the kicker spot, and they waived. Uh, I can't remember Fry. It's I can't remember Fry's name. I always want to say Channing Fry for like everything. Elliot Fry got cut, so nothing really too major. I don't think anybody was going for those kickers because they're way too inconsistent. If Suckup run, won the job, I would actually look at Suckup, but I'm not I'm not going to touch Matt Gay because um, he's so inconsistent. It's not even funny. So let's see if there's any other transactions here before we get into the last two drafts that I had done. Oh, Jeremy Davis got cut from Detroit. No way. Do, 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 do. See if there's anything else. Uh, Buffalo traded for a linebacker, Andre Smith. That was a pretty good move. Oh, fullback Nick Bowden for Tam uh, Detroit went on IR. I think they got a rookie in there. No. Which is woof. Indianapolis cut uh, Roosevelt Nick's Jones. Um. That was their fullback. He came over from Pittsburgh, I believe, in free agency. We talked about Amuk uh Prince of Mukamara getting cut. Uh here here's the pro here's the worrisome spot with the New York Jets, uh wide receivers, and it was actually yesterday they signed uh uh God, piece of garbage, Dante Moncrief. So that's that's not cool at all. Now I got to see Dante Moncrief pop up on the frickin' ADP chart. It's gross. <laughs> San Francisco wide receiver J.J. Nelson went on IR. That's too bad. He was having a pretty decent camp, so. But that's neither here nor there. There's not much else going on. Let's get into these drafts now. i got to find out which one I got here. Okay, I'm going to do the draft from last Saturday. I don't think we went through this one. This was the 10-teamer Super Flex. I showed the draft board on this, I think, in the uh, full-time DFS chat. Let's see here. Where the hell am I? Oh, maybe we went. We did go through this. This was a running back heavy one that I did. Um, like I said, it is a super flex full point PPR. Um, we'll just do it anyways. Waste some time here. So, uh, had the third pick overall. 
So draft went, you know, CMC, Saquon, like usual. Uh, took Zeke Elliott with the third overall pick. Uh, carry, coming back the other way, um, was able to snag Aaron Jones with the eighth pick in the second round. And then follow that up, actually, with Miles Sanders. Uh, this was right after, pretty much right after the whole injury thing happened. I believe it was two Thursdays ago. So nice start with the running backs in there. Uh, you don't have to go super running back heavy. As long as you get two, that's all that really matters. Um, so round four, super flex, uh, went and decided to take Deshaun Watson uh, with the eighth pick there. Uh, fifth round, third pick. Um, Mike Evans dropped way too much. We did talk about this, but fuck it. Let's just do it. Uh, then went with my second quarterback in round six and Josh Allen. Round seven, uh, DK Metcalf, which was fantastic in that spot there. Uh, then got Raheem Mostert in the eighth round, so I already had four running backs now. Um, round nine, decided to go with uh, uh, Will Fuller, kind of more of a little upside pick. Uh, eighth round, a little safety here in Jarvis Landry. And then in the round 11, took my tight end in Jared Cook. So we got most of the positions covered, uh, except for defense. Oh, I can't remember if this one had a kicker in it. I hope not. Uh, round 12 did my usual thing. Adrian Peterson, he, he's dropping, he's dropping low. So, uh, whenever you feel comfortable with him, if you don't feel secure at running back, or you just want a stable backup, uh, just in case one of your guys gets hurt, uh, definitely take a look at Peterson. I'm fine with it. Unless of course, Leonard Fournette signs there, then I'm probably going to be a little bit off, but, uh, round 13 took a shot on Debo Samuel, uh, with the wide receiver depth that I had. Uh, felt that I could sit on Debo Samuel. That's kind of how I want you to look at it. Don't make it a priority to get him. Just if you're fully secured in your wide receiver position. So I would say at least three. Um, then you can take the shot on Debo Samuel. He's generally going about round nine, round ten, somewhere in there. Granted, this is a 10-team. That's why he dropped down a little bit more. Um, plus with the super flex, so people were grabbing quarterbacks. Round 14, got my third quarterback in Gardner Minshew. Uh, round 15, uh, took the Chargers defense. Ah, here's the, here is, here's the thing. I'm a little bit more gun-shy with the Chargers defense, but not off of them. Okay, I'm not off of them. Safety, Derwin James. They thought maybe he would only miss a couple of weeks. He is going to miss the next six to eight months. He is out for the season. So they're down a safety, but they did have backups there um, that should be able to pick up the slack. So, you know, not as good as Derwin James, but would have been nice. Uh, kicker is Jake Elliott. Nothing big there. So not too bad in there. Um Sunday midday, I actually uh, did a, another draft. Uh, ten team, ten team. This one was re uh, just single quarterback, but full PPR. Uh, let's see. I so I drafted out of the ten spot, so the last pick in the first round. 
and uh, got Joe Mixon again in there. Uh, didn't have any shares of Josh Jacobs, so I went ahead and took Josh uh, Jacobs over uh, Miles Sanders. The other problem is, too, and this came in the other draft, too, was that if you take Miles Sanders, let's say you would happen to get Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders, they have the same bye week. And that's kind of a concern when it's when it's your two studs. You don't want to be out both your studs on a bye week. So be conscientious of that. Let's see, round three. Um, took uh, Reached up, 30th pick. And took Jonathan Taylor. Actually, I didn't reach at all. He's going 29th overall. But I don't have any huge expectations out of him, so I felt the need to grab him. Didn't have any shares of him either. I uh, was able to get Kenny Galladay with the first pick in the fourth round. We go to the fifth. Last pick of the fifth round took DJ Chark, who I am high on, and then took another uh, share of Raheem Mostert. So... Even if I wanted, decided I was going to sit on Jonathan Taylor, I can use Raheem Mostert off the gate. Barring any injury, round seven, I'll take uh, Deshaun Watson there every time, uh, especially at the end. Round eight, first pick, uh, took Jarvis Landry there again. So I got two shares of Landry. Round nine. Took a little shot on Mr. Zach Moss for Buffalo. Kind of like that right where in there. I got him for real dirt cheap. So I was very happy getting him there. Christian Kirk with the first pick in the 10th round. I'm high on Christian Kirk. Finally got my share of Henry Ruggs in the 11th with the last pick. And followed that up with tight end Mike Gazicki for Miami in the 12th round. Um... I'm a little bit higher on Gazicki than I thought. I started kind of thinking about it when I was watching all the tight ends kind of come off the board. And with Devontae Park and now with Devontae Parker's uh whatever he's got going on, uh that's actually really good news for Mike Gazicki. So hopefully nobody picks that up and they just kind of sit there and they jump on Preston Williams. Um but that's a that's really really good news actually for Mike Kaziki, so that should get him a little bit more targets there. Round thirteen, last pick to uh, thirteen took uh, Keyshawn Vaughn again, uh, just as kind of a a dart throw. See what's going on there. Round fourteen was Michael Pittman Jr., so I went back to back rookies, take a shot there, you know, at the wide receiver position. Uh, round 15, last pick was L.A. Chargers again. And then I took Robbie Gould, the kicker for San Francisco. So that's going to complete all those drafts, which is good. Got through all those. I have another, what, I have two this weekend. One on Saturday, one on Sunday. One online, one in person. So hopefully that's uh, going to go well, continue to go well. I've been very cool, calm, and collected. Uh, very confident throughout the draft. I hope everybody else is too. Um, I did get some I, – I, I've been getting really good positive feedback on it. We should talk about this a little bit. Um, 
been getting real good, decent uh, feedback on the tiers, on the tier charts. Sounds like everybody really is enjoying them and using them for the most part. Now, there's some that decided I'm going to use a different site. That's fine. Guess what happens? Guess what happens when you use a different site? You take a lot of different players because they're on different people. Dirty little secret. They're all wrong and we're right. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. But uh, no, it, it, it is kind of funny, though, when you look at the different kind of cheat sheets and stuff like that um, that people have. Um, I also had the well, you know, I like to I like to draft off an overall sheet instead of doing it by players, uh, individual positions, I should say. And I used to really like to do the overall, so I could kind of keep an eye on it uh, for the overall ranking everywhere, right? And, but you know, when we started doing this, I started thinking about it, and I'm just like, I can't do I can't do overall. Because you go in with a you go in with a plan, right, of what you want to do, and then you need to be able to pivot. Well, it's easier to pivot when you can see the players getting taken by position, right? So you're going to see all these running backs coming off. You're going to see some of the wide receivers. You know, you do it over an overall chart. And what are you just going to do? Well, let's say you're at, you know, you you got pick one, so you took CMC. Well, then what you're going to end up doing is you're just going to end up taking whoever the overall pick at 24 is. Who was the overall pick at 24? Ah, George Kittle. Right, wrong, or indifferent, did you want to take George Kittle? Or did you want to take a running back, maybe... Uh, Oh, who do we use for an example? James Conner, who's, you know, at 26. Or Jonathan Taylor, who's at 29. Or even over a guy like uh, Kenny Galladay or Allen Robinson. I mean, it's all up to you. You're You're the person that has to do the draft. I can only put this stuff right in front of you, talk about it, uh, kind of give you an idea of what to expect, right? And we talked about when I had pick two in the Sirius XM draft. Kind of liked Mahomes over what was there. I do that draft again. I don't know if I take Mahomes. I might try something different. I might take another wide receiver and go double wide there. What you do in your drafts is going to, at certain points in your draft, is going to change the outcome of what you do later in your draft, right? Just makes sense. It's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure book, if anybody remembers those. Your choices matter during the draft. And you have to be comfortable 
when making those choices. If you're uncomfortable making a certain decision there, like say a Mahomes or a Kittle, you don't have to do it. It's not my prerogative to tell you exactly how to do your draft. But I will tell you, if you are not comfortable taking a guy, even if it's a guy that I really like, don't take him. We'll figure it out. There's been many times that I've had somebody go, hey, take a look at this team, and I'd be like, "Uh, why'd you take this guy? Well, I just like him. Okay, why do you like him? I don't know. I uh, I, I just I, I liked him better than the other guy that was there. Okay, that's not a good answer. Your good answer is I like this guy because he I believe him I believe that he's in a better pass offense than this other guy. And they're going to have more success. They're going to be playing from behind more. So I think he's got a shot at a little bit more upside. Those are the kind of answers that I'm looking for. Because that means maybe you are not fully listening to me. But at least you're questioning in your head why you like a player more than why you like a player. (laughs) The reasoning behind liking a player other than name value, you put some thought into it. You, you were thinking about the offensive system at least. That's how you, that's how I want you to think, get your gears turning in there. Why is this important? It's, going to make your team better not only for seasonal but for daily which is coming next week and i need to get you into game scripting mode we're gonna get it we're all gonna win our leagues All right, we're not going to all win our leagues. Something will happen, right? Get the hiccups during the season. Just make sure that you're getting yourself set up properly right out the gate. Comfortably right out the gate. Even if you feel that you had a bad draft, even if I look at it and go, "Eh, we should have, we're going to need to fix stuff here, we will get it fixed. That's what the waiver wires are for. That's what free agency is for. That's why there's stuff within the DFS spreadsheet that's a little bit geared towards seasonal. Plus, you got to remember that we're going to have the uh, target sh- uh, uh, target sheet spreadsheet this year. So I'll be working on them through the games. On Sundays, you know, all the way through Monday, of course. But um, we'll take a look at the target shares. 
take a look at running back carries, stuff like that. It's important. It's another little wrinkle, something to help us out. Something to help us out when we're looking at our waiver wires and keeping our teams strong so that they can finish number one. Doghouse out.